0: It's the Resistance Broadcast. Welcome, everybody, to the show. Happy Monday. It is the week of Thanksgiving, and today we're going to give thanks for Star Wars. Um, James, we got a pretty interesting topic. Um, Hopefully it doesn't get too spicy. I don't know. But basically, we're going to be talking about Luke Skywalker's story and how well Overall, it will age over time, specifically how it ended, I think. Um, and I don't want to like, I don't want to get into the the what ifs or if they did this or if they do that, just like, just go based on what did happen and how well it might age over time, um, as opposed to if, say, you know, Luke was the, the hero and everyone hugged at the end, you know, but we'll get to that later. But that's going to be our main discussion. So gear up for that. Um, But welcome to the show. John James Lacey is uh, on hiatus. Uh, You probably heard last week. She gave birth to her first son, Archer Luke. Uh, And they are doing well. She's taking time away from her day job pod, all that stuff. So uh, we still obviously talk to her regularly. But um, for everyone out there, she is doing well. You can uh, send her your well wishes, of course, through the pod. But also at Lacey Guillory on social medias. Um, Before we get into the first segment of the day, James fell under the radar a bit uh, as it might, but someone who's made stuff of this uh, high of legacy and quality um, artist, Roger Castell passed away at the age of 91. And he is known for making the poster for jaws, the iconic shark, rising up to eat the swimmer and of course the uh hanging up on my wall right behind me right there the poster for move your finger john the other way (laughs) right there the empire strikes back um (laughs) but uh obviously he will live on through that forever and other very cool posters he done he's done for less notable movies uh but yeah roger castell passed away at 91 i had to bring that up because i mean my favorite poster, movie poster of all times, "Empire Strikes Back," and I'll be honest, I didn't, I never knew who did it. And then, as I found out of his passing, that I find out, oh, this is the guy who also did the Jaws poster. I didn't know that. Did you know that? No. Yeah, pretty cool. So good for him. We can all we can all only wish to have that type of legacy.
1: Yeah, it's unfortunate that it's one of those things where like you don't really think about something until it's too late, and yeah. then you're like, you, then you go and look at the poster, and you know, like you take some time with it that you have seen it a million times otherwise, but now then you start to look at it and you're like, okay, well, what did this person do to like craft this? And you're like, Oh, that's interesting. I never really noticed that detail. Or, Mm -hmm. Oh, I never really thought about how, what I've been looking at is a little bit different. Like, I actually don't know there's, there's no scene in the movie where Han Solo dips Leia like that, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So it's like, it's just interesting because it's like it sets forth a precedent that technically isn't even in the movie, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it seems heavily inspired by the poster for, like, uh, Gone with the Wind, and they wanted Mm -hmm. to put that classic, you know, romance vibe into it. Um, But when you compare these organically made uh, pieces of art posters to what we get today, which is just, like, copy-paste heads into a mishmash in Disney's marketable blueprint, it's sad in, in a way a little bittersweet that it seems like it's a bit of a lost art. Now, I know there's other people out there who like Paul Shipper and people who really do great jobs making posters and stuff like that. But uh, I feel like it's one of those not to be uh, punny about, it, but lost arts in a sense of uh, right. that old school poster making, but uh, RIP, but as long as my wall's up, <laughs> it will forever be there. And I always love the jaws poster too. So I think it's so amazing that he did both. Um, but James, we have some Star Wars to talk about so right. are you are you feeling it you got your visions t-shirt on I got my Jack, I got my Jacked fish t-shirt on um, you designed this does everybody know that?
1: no I don't know no I don't think so
0: There he is Jacked fish um, but let's get into our first segment of the day will of the
1: force dude all right
0: I fear nothing for all this
1: as the force wills it. Long-time listeners of this show know exactly what we're doing here with Will of the Force, but for anyone who is new joining the Resistance broadcast for the first time, this is where we pitch questions and guess whether something will or will not happen in Star Wars. In addition to the uh, questions that we provide, we also take questions from TRB Patreon supporters uh, uh, who can also submit questions and make it onto the show like, This person did. Uh, So we're going to kick it off right away with Commander Joey Sack. Uh, Joey sent us the question. Will we ever find out what happened to Keller and Beck after he saved Groku from Order 66? I'm going to jump in first, and I'm going to say... Yes, we will. I feel like they've been slowly telling that story of like, oh, look, he's in this hallway. Like, oh, look, he was in this other hallway. Oh, there's a door opening, you know. Oh, it's Keller and Beck, and he get to see him go away. Like, I don't think that's the end of the story. I also think that it was so well-received um, of, uh, you know, uh, the character that saved him because of the connection with the, the, the game show for kids. Um, and I think it's, it's cool that it was this person in the real life you know, situational thing like, oh, he gets his redemption. I just feel like there's, there's more to that story that they're going to tell probably in season four about uh, what happened to that character uh, and what happened to Grogu and how he w- went f- even out of Order 66 into the situation that he was in. It almost might even be something like a through line for the entire series of The Mandalorian that by the end of The Mandalorian, we will see how we end up in that, you know, base or fort or whatever mm-hmm. in season one, episode one. But what do you think mm-hmm. about Keller and Beck's return and more of this Order 66 scenario being seen in the show? Um... I don't know if we're going to see what,
0: you know, what happened to Keller and Beck. I don't know. I think it was a, to me, it felt like this is a good moment for Ahmed and it's a big moment for Grogu. So if we can give this to Ahmed for this character that he did, like you were saying, for the Jedi Challenges game show, let's bring him into the story. Uh, I think it's a really nice thing for them to do for him but I don't know that that means we're going to see more of him as that character or that we need to. So I'm going to say, I'm going to, man, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I think he, we know what he did to save Grogu and we know where Grogu has gone since then and where he's going. And I think that's enough. I think Kellerman Beck as a character doesn't have to do anything else. And he will forever be known As the Jedi who saved Grogu, I think, sign me up, sign me up.
1: I should have done a little bit of research because I thought about the question and I thought, oh, I know my answer to that. But now that we're kind of talking it through, he he sent Grogu to that ship over there with his friends. He also boarded the ship at the end, right? They're on the same ship going away. I don't recall, to be honest. I believe it ends, very, there.
0: it ends very open-ended as far as I remember. We're not sure where they go or what's going on. Um, I knew we,
1: we weren't sure where they went, but I wasn't sure if I was trying to clarify, did he get them on the ship and send them away, which would be like, well, we don't need to see Keller and Beck, but we could continue with Grogu. Or is it they got on the ship together, and when we do continue with Grogu, he would obviously be part of it, I also thought, too, like it's kind of one of those things where like people like dying in movies, you know, and if you could, you know, Keller and Becca would be like, yeah, man, kill my character off. I I mean, I'm. when am I ever going to show up again in live action? It doesn't make any sense at all. So if I have this opportunity to to the to my dying breath, defend Grogu and and, you know, be the guy that says, get out of here and I'll I'll press the button that blows up the grenade or whatever and saves him. I mean, that's dumb, but you know what I mean. Um, I, I I think that there's an opportunity for him to say, like, yeah, man, kill me. I want to, like, die in Star Wars. That would be, you know, cool. Like, I, it would be his own Order 66 moment. He got the, the good moment where he was able to kill all the clone troopers. But, you know, it would also be cool if he was one of the characters who was killed in Order 66. Yeah, I just...
0: I have this odd feel. i i I just feel like I'd be surprised if we see him again
1: I, I, yeah that's fair yeah um let's move on to another one here uh we're divided already the base divided mm-hmm. see where we stack up on the next one will you be I mean, shocked you no you, 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 no 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 you mean divided <laughs> div- div- devised <laughs> um, will you be shocked if C3PO and R2D2 are not in the upcoming Ray Skywalker movie? John, do you think there's any chance that these characters are going to show up or, or are you going to be shocked when they don't? I will be shocked if these
0: characters don't show up. Completely, unequivocally shocked that if they don't show up in this movie. That's my answer.
1: That's your answer. Yeah. I. Oh, man. So mine's a little more complicated than that. I think the at the end of the day, yeah, I, I, I would be shocked if they weren't there. But I don't think I, it would, like, blow my mind because I think we're in this weird state where, like, we're not really sure what's going on with Oscar Isaac and Poe Dameron. And the last movie that was out with Ray when that movie ended – she was with BB8. Mm-hmm. And I feel like people got hung up on that. I know, but C3PO and R2D2 both <laughs> already got a small shaft on the last three movies where we were like, we're surprised they're not in these more. Um, C3PO, a little bit more so in the last no, one.
0: C3PO was awesome in nine.
1: Right, right. Yeah. But again, like R2D2, not in it mm-hmm. a lot and yeah. you know R2D2 had a great moment in eight too, but again, not much in Force Awakens. I don't know. It just seemed like it, you would think that they would have been very present uh because they're easy for the same reasons you're saying you'd be shocked they're not in uh the the movies from now on. It made all the sense for them to be in seven, eight and nine and they kind of weren't. So if they did want to move forward with uh let let's let's do new toys and new, you know we'll have BB8 there and that'll be reminiscent but I'll, I would it wouldn't blow my mind but I still think they're going to be there and I'm like why not like it shocks me not that they did it but because they're not doing it you know just like yeah. you could just so easily do it why not do it um I, I think that's more what would shock me I I think actually
0: to Contrast your point about that about the sequel trilogy. You know, for these next movies, we don't have the three bigger pieces of Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher involved, as far as we know. I mean, maybe there's another cameo or something. I doubt it very much. I think they're they're done, done. Um, <laughs> I, but, I don't even know which
1: one or how you could bring it back. That's wild.
0: Well, yeah, and now you can bring everyone back, but flashbacks. You know, there's all. Wait, de-aging, force ghosts, dreams, visions. But <laughs> my point is, you can get away with, let's try to get a new droid to be as pop, maybe for the new generation as popular as R2-D2. We got BB-8 in there, you know, a little lesser for like Dio or whatever. I was going to say Because so. we, you know, we got Chewie, we got the Falcon, we got Han Luke, Leia still, so we're good. With those removed, Han Luke and Leia... I think it's even more important, especially if this is going to be the thing connected to the legacy mainline for the general fan base that knows that this is Star Wars, this these characters and stuff. I think it's even more important for these characters to be in it now that you don't have uh, Mark Harrison and, and Carrie. So I actually think they will be in it and probably have bigger roles than they did overall in the sequel trilogy. And that includes Chewie and the Falcon. So I think that's where they're going to go with this. Uh, I think it's important for this movie to be successful and without having the legacy actors uh, here to do it. Um, you got to rely on these other more evergreen characters. Um, so I, 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 I really would be shocked. And I, I do frankly think, they're going to get a bit of a boost when they come back.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. Definitely a good point. Um, <clears throat> we're going to do another one from another one of our patrons. Uh, this one is from Major John Braco. Is that what you say? Thanks, it? John Braco, I think, right? Braco. Yeah. I was kind of debating that in my mind. I thought Braco sounded a little more last namey, but mm. Braco, either one. Let us know, John. Um, Let us know. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, clarify for us. Uh, will uh, John's question was, will Mark Hamill ever write or direct a live action series or a future movie? Interesting. Has he ever been asked or been interested in the past? Now I can't say that he has, uh, has or has not ever been asked in the past. I looked up what he's done as a, as a writer director and producer. The only thing I saw that was really you know, even close to this was he was partially kind of associated directing a little bit of a Lego short film. Yeah. I mean, literally like almost nothing in comparison. Mm. So the question is a little surprising to me, John, um, where you're coming from on this, what makes you think Mark Hamill would write or direct a live action series or future movie? Cause, um, my answer is going to be no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't, think he would have any association or would, Um, maybe if he had interest, but he doesn't have, I don't want to say he doesn't have the chops, but he's not done that. That's not his forte. That's not what he does. So if he wanted to, he would really have to like get in and start learning. Look how long it's taken Dave to even get to the opportunity, Dave Filoni, I mean, to get to that, uh, spot where he could write a, um, or, or work on a movie. So yeah, I don't know. What do you think,
0: John? I'm sort of in line with what you're saying. Like he's in his seventies now. He hasn't really done it. Um, I'd be surprised to see him start in that into that venture now. Um, everything you hear about Mark Hamill is he seems... And granted, he does it in a self-deprecating way that I don't know that he necessarily believes, but he likes being liked, it seems... But I, I don't think he has the ego or the it doesn't seem like he has the drive to do this sort of thing when he talks about directors, even when he was talking about Ryan Johnson, which we'll talk about in a little bit. He was saying, like, well, well what, do I, what do I know? I, I'm here to be the vessel for the character. You're the storyteller. I'm doing what, what you know, I'm, I'm realizing your vision and bring that to life. It seems like he, uh, he, there, I'm sure there were opportunities, you know it seems like it wasn't the path he wanted to take. Um, so I, I, my answer is no, I, I don't think Mark Hamill will write or direct uh, live action. And I would even go further to say, I don't know him and I don't want to speak for him, but I don't think Mark Hamill would want anything to do with writing or directing Star Wars. I think he sees that as, you know, that was George's thing. I was his actor. Same thing with JJ Ryan, whatever. Uh, I, I would be very surprised if someone asked, would you ever, you know, if you can go back and would you ever want to write or direct Star Wars? He, I would I would think he would make a self-deprecating jab at himself that people wouldn't want him anywhere near doing that. So that would be my guess is what he would say. he um, who, who would want that? Yeah, exactly. So uh, hopefully, that'd be funny if someone could ask him so we could see if that what an answer would be. But I, 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 I do not think we will see Mark Hamill write or direct uh, in that regard. What's funny
1: Wars. is when John uh, comes back at us and clarifies his last name, he'll also put in you guys didn't see, like you didn't see this interview where he was like, I wish, uh, and and, you know, that would be interesting. I'd love to do it, which is why he wrote the question in, you know, uh, that would be interesting. I don't, I, like I said, to my knowledge, I don't think he's ever been asked or had any interest in the past. So I would say no. Um, so hopefully that answers the question, John, um, uh, let us know what you guys think too. people who are watching the show on YouTube, or if you want to jump in on social media, Let us know uh, your answers to any of these questions. Keller and Beck, Grogu, uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 showing up in the Rey Skywalker movies, the situation with Mark Hamill possibly directing live action, all that. Let us know in the comments or send it to us on social media. What are your thoughts? We have one more question, which is, as John loves to do, leads us right heavily into the uh, discussion. The last question for Will of the Force is, will Luke Skywalker's story age well over time. You want to go first? What do you think?
0: I think it will. I I do. I I'm not I don't know that I necessarily love how things ended for Luke, but I've always had this thought of if they just went and did the whole like Luke's the hero thing. Um I I I don't, I, I feel like in the moment people would have been very excited about it, but that it would have received a lot of criticism thereafter for not being risky enough for not letting another generation take the baton, you know, all that stuff. And like, well, Luke saved the galaxy once before. Oh, now we got going to see him do it again. I, I think it would have been really big and fun in the moment. People would have loved Ryan Johnson in that moment, whatever. But I think as time goes on and, we are further and further removed from the drama of you know what Luke should have done or shouldn't have done. I do think this is a powerful ending to his story, um, which is where I'm going to focus my energy in this discussion is because I think that's the thing people are probably thinking about the most is the third act of Luke's story, so to speak. I really do think time will be good to it. I, I even think time might even be good to The Last Jedi overall, but I, I, I'm not positive on that. I know people are still very split on it, um, but I, 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 just th- I just do. I, that's just what I think. What do you think? And we'll get into it in the discussion. But
1: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to give away too much of what I was. I mean, I can give my answer, but my initial thought on this was uh, it won't age well um, for reasons. And then, as I thought about those reasons more intently, I was like, "Well, I'm sort of disproving myself, so I guess I gotta land on it will." Hmm. Um, and as we get into the discussion, if you want to know more about that, we can. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, I agree with you that time sort of heals all wounds, and is more. I mean, it, if everybody accepts it. For what it is, it's more likely that people will come around and be like, "Eh, it is what it is. And, you know, I mean, like, I don't love it, but maybe it would be beneficial to understand it. Uh, There will be more people of those than there will the people that are like, I really liked this for years. And the more I think about it, the more I hate it and it makes me angry and I get upset. But that's like over a decade. That sort of happened like right out of the theater. Mm -hmm. You know, give people like a month or two or three or whatever. People maybe did like it, but the more they discussed it with their friends, they saw the flaws and they learned to dislike it. But that's not something that happens over like decades. You know what I mean? Like it gets more and more and more pointed out to them. All these things where they're like, man, I really used to like this for like the first 10 years, Mm -hmm. but now I hate it. I don't know. I just don't see that. I feel like it is more likely to lean positive. Yeah. Um, but all right, Let's go. get into it, right? Let's fire up the discussion. Boom. Obi-Wan once thought as you do.
0: All right, let's do it. Will Luke Skywalker's story age well over time? So... Many fans, including even Mark Hamill himself, didn't like the direction his beloved character, our hero, Luke Skywalker, was taken in in The Last Jedi. Would the alternative of Luke showing up to save the day, and live happily ever after, sat better with fans in 2017? Perhaps. But, what about long term? Will the freshness of what Ryan Johnson did serve the character best for future generations? Will Luke Skywalker's story age well over time? Let's talk about it. So, uh, I think I want to start obviously addressing elephant in the room. Uh, Mark Hamill doesn't like what they did with his character. I think he's been pretty candid about that. Uh, he zipped his lip and played ball to to serve, you know, George's legacy and all that. But everything I've heard from people who have interviewed him off the record uh, and also his own comments, uh, he just didn't like how they handled Luke. He never saw Luke in a way that would be giving up or wanting to die or abandoning the Jedi or thinking the Jedi should end. Um, So we need to establish that part of it. Now uh, with that said, of course um, I completely respect and value Mark Hamill's opinion on the character and he's right to feel that way because it's his opinion. I'm just thinking in terms of how the story is told and decades from now, if people watch this story, well, they get more out of it with the way it did end for Luke. Um, as opposed to this sort of, I don't want to say fan service. I don't want to say nostalgia, but sort of a, a, a re-return to the glory and the reminder of, you know, what Luke was in return of the Jedi or what have you, like would he show up in his black, fully black, tunic and outfit and with the green lightsaber and the glove and just be a little bit older and then say like, I got it from here folks, you know, but when I think about his story in the sequel trilogy and I think about all three characters in the sequel trilogy, Han, Luke and Leia, I understand people's problems with it, but to keep it focused on this topic at hand on whether Luke's story will age well, I think it will because Luke had, a genuinely different and fresh and new arc in this trilogy that I don't know if you would be able to call it that if he just rolled up fully realized, still the guy, sort of like in *The Mandalorian*, wrecked house and everyone cheered and Luke's our hero again. Um, I don't know. I, that that's my starting point. I'm just. And when I think about this, I keep thinking about the end of The Last Jedi when, Uh you know, we realize he's on the rock, he's meditating, he's giving everything he can to do something with the Force we've never seen anyone do before. Um, I think that's powerful stuff. And the fact that it was new and fresh and it was still Luke Skywalker, I think is really cool. And I know people have problems with a lot of that story, but I think... By the end when Luke realizes he was wrong and even in episode 9 he admits I was wrong to think the way I thought um, as Mark Heimel said like what is more uh, inspirational or helpful to kids watching these stories than to know that Luke Skywalker can also make mistakes and learn from them so um, that's my starting point you seem to have been jockeying in your own head about where you are with it um, but what do you think? Do you, do you think what we, especially thinking of how his story ended, so to speak, um, do you think, based on how we see it now and how it's probably still pretty divided, do you think that will lean one way or the other over time, especially if as new people encounter Star Wars and experience the story in one like moment, so to speak?
1: Yeah. So that's that. It was sort of the direction that I was coming from. Is I thought well. Let's take a look back at the prequels. You know, there was like they came out. The immediate backlash to it was that people didn't like them. Right. They were bad. And now today there's a new resurgence of uh, likeness for them. People like it a little bit more. But I have also found that the people that don't, don't like the prequels are still out there. They're still out there and they still say, man, Star Wars was great. And then they released the prequels and they were awful. But they're not as loud as they once were. But also I feel like that number has dwindled because of two reasons. One, because younger kids who watched the movies and didn't have any preconceived notions got older. Yep. And the second part of that is that over time, people saw subsequent material or they just kind of faded and they're like, man, why am I so angry at this thing? Like, why don't I just like it, you know, and, or learn to like it. And people just kind of change their opinion on it. You know, like I said, they watch the Clone Wars. And then all of a sudden they're like, maybe it's not as bad as I kind of was so angry about 20 years ago. And then I tried to compare that to the prequels or the sequels. And I'm like, Well, one thing is, is I know for sure that like maybe people don't like Rey, but kids like Rey and they'll grow up to like Rey because that was their Star Wars. But I was like, but where does, see, this is interesting. Where does Luke Skywalker fit into that? Because Luke Skywalker to them is a new character. And I was like, all the people who don't like The Last Jedi now are going to stay with that. Um, and all these new, new people, uh, and then that was where the, it it changed for me as I go, well, all the new people don't have an association with Luke Skywalker. Luke Skywalker to them is a person who was broken at first and then came back to do the thing that in their eyes, that's the way they see it.
0: Wait, how though are are you suggesting they're not going to watch the original trilogy before watching the sequel trilogy? You know what I'm saying? Like people aren't going to start with seven, eight, nine. I think I I don't know. I you would be surprised. So. I the I mean, if I think about like, oh, how are you going to introduce your kids to Star Wars? That I think people are either starting with Phantom Menace or they're starting with A New Hope.
1: Right, but I I so part of this is like when I see kids dressed up as like. um like Ray or Poe or Finn or something like that, uh, or BB-8. You know, I'm I'm assuming not so much that they've watched all the movies and that's their favorite character. I'm assuming they just that's that's Star Wars to them. Those are those are the characters. Those are the main characters. Oh, you
0: oh, so you're you're particularly talking about little kids when right. the sequels came out. Okay,
1: right, 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 right. All right. Yeah, and then they, yeah. they they grow older, and they're like, man, I've always loved the 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 sequel. You know what I mean? Like when the kids oh, who sure, were watching it, sure. they loved little Anakin. They're like, oh, I love Anakin. They don't know anything about Darth Vader and stuff. They just oh, like yeah. Anakin. Oh, yeah,
0: the sequels are going to age stuff. really well when the – I mean, we I've said this a lot. Like when the kids who were five when TFA came out who are now 13 – in 10 years when they're podcasting or whatever the new version of podcasting is called uh, (laughs) and talking about how amazing these movies are because, dude, you're right. The prequels have had this renaissance, but it's it's that crowd that's doing it because they're now in their mid-20s. They're louder voices than people who were in their 50s who Mm -hmm. grew up with the original trilogy and maybe are a little cranky when the prequels came out, those
1: people still hate the prequels. That's the, the dislike for the prequels is still I think there. Some some, it's still there. like I don't think very many people liked the prequels. This goes back to my will, the force thing. I don't think very many people liked the prequels. And now 20 years later, they're like, what was I thinking? They're so bad, you know, You're like, correct. Right. I think that what happens is sort of the opposite of like, you really didn't like him at one time, and now 20 years later, you're kind of like, I'm okay with it. So I feel like that has sort of happened, and or that her. will also happen with the sequels. But getting back to Luke, I think that these the, the, the kids who were like, they're, they just see Luke Skywalker as this like secondary character, like an Obi-Wan or something. And they're like, what's the story with that character? Oh, he was like broken. He didn't really trust the Jedi's ways anymore. And he didn't really want to do it. And he was old. And And then what ended up happening to that character? Well, he realized he was wrong. And he actually did something really cool. And they won't know this. They won't put this together. But he did something that was very Luke Skywalker. He did come back. He did save the day. He did mm-hmm. save the resistance. He did save the galaxy. And they can put that together uh I think better than people who were expecting him to do that in the in the first place and then when they're introduced to him in the sequels they go that's not Luke and they immediately shut it down. And it's it's like I don't I think a lot of people that say Luke's, Luke that's not Luke Skywalker that I remember Luke Skywalker would have came in and saved the galaxy. And I'm like, he did save the galaxy. Did we watch the same movie? You know? Yeah. And it's like, they miss, I feel like a lot of people um, that argue that point, or at least people that I've had discussions with who often argue that point. um, Not everybody, but it seems to me like they sort of miss that angle of like, well, I mean, yeah, whatever at the end. Okay. But, he was really miserable the whole time or whatever. And I'm like, but that's the point is that, you know, he was miserable for this period of time and he comes back, he does that. I think the people that don't have the baggage are going to be able to see that a little bit easier. And when they get older and they get those voices, they'll be able to convince, um, more, uh, they'll have better rhetoric against their parents Like they're like, dad, don't you see Luke Skywalker did this? And they can explain it to him. And they would be like, that's how I've always seen it. And then the dads or the moms will listen to their kids and be like, you know, know, I never really considered that. I've seen that happen so much with the prequels. I hated the prequels. Then my Mm -hmm. kids loved it and I saw it through their eyes.
0: Yeah. And I think because I'm thinking about the quotes – and those sorts of things, and like Mark Hamill, when they were doing the um, first script reading with the cast on that famous photo of some of them on the couches in that sort of room in a square, and Mark Hamill was the one tasked with reading, doing the narrating, and reading the you know all that part, and he's like, "Oh, here I come! I'm coming up! I'm gonna catch the lightsaber!" And then it went to Ray, and he he jokes, and uh, but if that happened. And then all of a sudden, Luke Skywalker starts fighting his nephew and stuff like it would have been insane and we all would have went nuts in the movie theater. But I wonder if that would have gotten stale in retrospect to be like, really, like you just got the older guy and he came back and he did it. It's like, oh, I guess. okay. But then when I think about Ray referring to Luke Skywalker as a myth in TFA and then he literally becomes one in the last Jedi because at the end of that, we see the kids on Canto bite playing with these like made, they made their own action figures and they're telling stories of Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And I thought that was one of the cooler scenes that, that I think people forget about is this, like these little kids and broom kid who ends up, we see he can use the force telling these stories about Luke Skywalker. So Luke Skywalker is immortal now. He is, he is more important in terms of what he means as opposed to the guy who helped turn his father back to the light side and leading to killing the emperor in return of the Jedi. So he could have come back. He could have saved the day. And they would have been like, okay, these people know that you're the hero, Luke. But what Luke does in the last Jedi clearly based on what they showed us resonated throughout the galaxy. He didn't save the galaxy in the last Jedi. He saved the resistance. The last blinking pulse that they had. He saved his sister. You know, people cared about him, Saved right. the resistance. They went on to be able to continue this fight against their first order. But also what it did was make Luke Skywalker, this legend. He became a legend and the proof was in the pudding. Seeing those kids playing with their little action figures that Luke Skywalker came in and he did this and it inspires this whole next generation of maybe force users or Jedi. And maybe they'll, they'll, they'll hone in on that with the future Ray movie or something. So the more I think about that and what he did and how he died doing it um, and the fact that it just became this legacy thing, I kind of wish now Episode 9 had more of this reference to Luke because we see people across the other side of the galaxy on Canto Bite, these little kids doing this stuff. So that means it had to have reached... Like people showing up at Exegol being like, for Luke... Or showing up at Exegol or there's a statue for Luke Skywalker or the resistance, you know, refers to him and, you know, see a banner somewhere. What will Luke Skywalker have
1: done in this situation? Something like that. And it's young, it's young Mark Hamill, the way we, you know, even though he did the, he did the thing when he was older or whatever, like people still like, will show pictures of, of them when they were like in their private, he was already propaganda. We know for the war early on. So, and, and then,
0: you take, you know, the, the, the name, the rise of Skywalker then has, you know, multiple meanings because then, you know, Skywalker becomes a legend, this whole thing. And it does, he doesn't have to be this materialized, real tangible human being anymore. He doesn't even have to be one with the force or a force ghost anymore. He is a symbol. It, it's sort of like Batman in that way, where Batman doesn't necessarily need to be there. But if you know that that exists and that happened it carries weight forever. And I think that will age very well, as opposed to if it was just Luke showed up, he kills Snoke or beats Kylo Ren or, or whatever. I, I, I really do think it does because it also, the last Jedi does this weird thing where it, it humanized Luke Skywalker so much that it made him feel even more real to me. And yeah, I I don't know how else to put that, but I think that also lends to the layers of the character, which I think
1: naturally ages better. Sometimes I think, you know, we get these stories from like, say Marvel or these other offshoots of comics and other things that are like, what ifs, right? And sometimes I think of Star Wars is like, the the story that was actually told, like as the mainline story, why don't we just think of it as like a what if, you know? And it's it's like, um, uh, you know, Snoke could have been the the big bad guy, but what if there was this story, this other way that could have happened where Kylo Ren cuts Snoke in half despite he tricks him despite how powerful Snoke is. You know, he tricks him and he cuts him in half and he becomes the Supreme leader. It's like this sort of like, I compare that to like, what if Darth Vader would have killed the emperor and then offered his, and Darth Vader offered his hand to Luke and Luke was like, no, I'm not taking it. You know, it's like that scenario. What if that happened in this one? Well, now you get to see it. Now you get to see that play out. Um, In this case, yeah, you could say what would have happened if Luke did this, but what's sort of interesting is we got the what if story, which is equally good, but it might not be as what people wanted to see necessarily. You know, um, yeah, and I think I I think there's. <clears throat> uh, I don't know, man, it, it, it's tough because I do want to go down that route of like what they could have done with Luke. I know everybody's talked about it endlessly, but to your point, one of the the things here is like, do you do we think that if they would have done one of those stories, uh, how would it have played out? And do we think it would have had a stronger lasting legacy than the story that we actually got? And I don't, I don't know. It's tough, man, because. <laughs> Dude, the, the ending of the like, last the same thing happens to Obi-Wan Kenobi and we don't make this, this connection. If hmm. we would have gotten the prequels first and then got the uh, original trilogy, you know, it's weird to say it like that, but then people would have been like, I can't believe they made Obi-Wan so stupid. Like he, st- he goes to fight Darth Vader and he has this opportunity to end the story of, you know, like how long it's been going on. It's been going on for years and the relationship and everything. And he just stands there and dies. Yeah, right, right, right. You know, it's like this thing, but we don't, for some reason, <clears throat> we don't do that with Obi-Wan. We see it so clearly that he was doing something bigger because that move ultimately did something even greater. You know, yeah. and I know Luke wasn't, ever really planning a lot of the stuff that he was going through, but he, his intent was to save the galaxy by getting rid of this thing that's only ever caused problems. Yeah. no. And yeah. so then when he sees it a little bit differently, he goes, hmm, maybe that's not the best route. Okay, I'll save the galaxy a different way. I'll the save only, the galaxy by saving the Resistance.
0: The only thing I think is hurtful here is I wonder if, like could Ryan have told the story where everything happens except that whole like did it need to be Luke sensing something and having the moment of weakness to turn Ben oh, right like you take that one section out of the story take get just take that out take that little part out and i think people digest it a lot better cuz i think what people have the hardest time with is Luke igniting a lightsaber standing over that kid and thinking for a moment about killing him. Uh, I think that's tough for a lot of people to swallow that still to this day. It doesn't matter what you compare it to. You know, Luke's thoughts in the past about you know, he, how he almost did it to his father. I get that. He's hold, but he stopped himself in both instances. But right. there's something different about you're fighting this guy who your master told you you will become a Jedi once you face this person. You know it's your father, but you also know he's evil. And you're in this battle with him and you're in the heat of the moment. That's different than walking up to your sleeping nephew and having a thought and being like, I feel like this kid has bad coming. So let me kill him. That's, that's the part I, I still have a hard time with. And I'm not, I don't want to do the what if
1: either but I'm saying that part might not be well. I I want to do a different what if one day. (laughs) Not like it's a full discussion, but seriously. Well, let's not go down that tangent now, but. I just, I'll say it. I'll say it out loud, and I'll probably get a bunch of grief for it. But like, what happens if Luke does clearly see the vision of Kylo Ren and all the everything that happens, and he kills him? And he goes, and it's just like, it's my burden to bear I go into hiding. It's it. It had to happen. I did what had to happen. That would. I. I that'd be bad. I know, well, I know for like the movies, but I'm I'm trying to say like let's pretend we're gods and we're watching this scenario happen out at like the does what trajectory does the galaxy have because this is the, okay, here's a different scenario. This is like, would you go back in time and kill Hitler as a baby? It's like, it's that sort of that discussion of like, what if somebody goes back and stands over their nephew, uh, a young Palpatine, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, at this point, he gets this clear vision that if I kill my nephew, who's going to end up causing the entire galaxy to fall apart. Cause he starts an empire and all this other stuff, you know, at what point would somebody be like, mm. okay, that sucks. You shouldn't kill a person because but, it's well, a baby. Well, but yeah. Also, also
0: with star Wars, none of that's definitive because the future is <laughs> always in motion and you know, all that, but, I'll, that's that's the good point yeah but but back, back to it that i know that's the only moment for me that i think won't age very well um even for people i mean there are people who just love the last jedi and it can do no wrong and i i think that's kind of crazy because even my favorite star wars movie the empire strikes back there's some things i'm like ah oh, i wish you know maybe that i didn't love that And i much. think
1: there's i think there's a middle ground too there's like that scene for me for instance is like okay I wouldn't, I I wasn't in the movie, like cheering, like, yes, this is exactly what I want out of star Wars. But at the same time, it is what star Wars is. So I've sort of come around to be like, okay, well, how can I rework that in my head? How can I rewire it? How can I understand it? How can I listen to what Ryan is telling me was the point of that scene. And then be like, okay, it is pretty realistic. Like that some person could be in this scenario, you know, but, You know Um, what? I I I don't disagree with you that like that. That's a that's a tough scene. And look at what he's done for Ben. Because it doesn't matter how bad that guy is. Poor Ben. Yeah, his even his family members were trying to kill him. Right. And it's like (laughs) I, you know, I
0: I love the Rise of Skywalker. I, as we're talking about this now, a part (laughs) of me, a part of me, really wishes that. I'm cool with him appearing at the very end to Rey with Leia. sort of like the, you know, nod of approval. And like Leia. Yeah, you are a Skywalker, whatever. But a part of me kind of wishes that his last scene scene was his death in The Last Jedi, and he didn't have that moment on as a Force ghost with Rey. I think it might have been better if, you know, get the lightsaber a different way or whatever, have Leia you know, I'm sure she's still powerfully connected to Luke, like let Ray know what Luke thought or what he's thinking. And that, you know, all that stuff. I don't, I feel like that scene, I get why they brought him in there and they did the thing with the X-Wing and all that. It was fine. It was cool. I liked it.
1: You probably I, couldn't have done the carry thing you were just describing. Yeah. They might not have had the assets to pull that off. Or they could have been a letter. It could have been, like it would it have been a have better a, story. I don't they could have just, done a lot you know, of,
0: they, they probably could have done yeah. something else. I just don't know if I love that scene when I think about, because Luke's death in The Last Jedi is beautiful. I think it's awesome. I think it really truly is for Luke uh, a bookended thing because looking at the twin sunset in A New Hope and then seeing it and then the second sun arrives as he passes away into the force is a perfect ending for him, which makes me not love that he had dialogue and a full scene or whatever in, in Rise of Skywalker. I get why they did it. Still love the movie nuance is a is a thing but that ending man his ending in the last jedi is so good it really is so good how he just has nothing left he crawls up the rock and he poises himself and he stares out to the sun and the second one arrives it's just like such a beautiful ending and the force theme hits all that um i think that alone is gonna age really really well i i, I do I, I think that's gonna end uh, 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 age very well for a lot of fans including myself. I, I still really enjoy that scene a lot. So I'm not sitting here saying every aspect of Luke's story, especially this third act is going to uh, age particularly well, but I think um, overall because they took chances and they gave him a new arc and they gave him something fresh to do as opposed to some sort of reset, uh, I just think that inherently it will always age better. Like, Luke was relevant. Luke was relevant in the sequel trilogy, whereas sometimes when they do these soft reboots and bring back the old characters, it's like a wink to the audience. And it's like, oh, remember this? Remember that? Which is how Harrison Ford felt a little bit about Han Solo in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But then they bring him in in Force Awakens, and he's got this big arc, Han Solo. And then Luke has this monster one in in Last Jedi. Say what you want about... About the characters dying right, or their fates or whatever. All three characters and actors had major significant impacts and new
1: fresh arcs in the sequel trilogy. I mean, I think that because unfortunately, man, I, I, I really wish there was a way to see Rise of Skywalker with Carrie full on. Agreed. Of um, course, yeah but because of that it's, it's she doesn't she doesn't compare to the question i'm about to ask of in your opinion who do you think did a better job like or or not better job but like do you think han solo gives more to the force awakens like as like a, a main character story that's the purpose or do you think luke gives more in the last jedi and it's <clears throat> tough cuz one is like all about his relationship with the bad guy And the other one's all about the relationship with the good guy. And it's like, and, and you know, what's funny about that. I've never really put that together, but Carrie's movie would have been the relationship between both of them. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yep. Well, I'll say this. It It still is, but I think, and this, I, I don't know how people feel about this, but I actually think rise of Skywalker was Leia's best movie. I think the, her arc was like, I feel like in TFA, it was, it was almost that what I was saying was sort of like cameos. Oh, there's Leia. Right. And go save our son. I'll be at the base. She didn't really do a lot. And then
1: last Jedi, she gets blown up. She's in a coma for half the movie. Oh, come on. She did more than that though. Like teaching Poe, all that stuff about what it takes to stand up, to be the resistance, light the fire and stuff. Fine. Fine. (laughs) Fine. But then rise of Skywalker
0: she connects with Ben, stops him from killing Rey, gives her life force to save her son. There was a lot more weight in Rise of Skywalker. That was Leia's movie. It was supposed to be, and they did their I think best. Because we saw her to... differently.
1: We saw her as a
0: Jedi and a mother. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you didn't and, really and, get and that and sur- as mother, much surrogate mother, in a sense, to, to Rey, you know, yeah. whatever you want to call that, but the adoptive mother. But I, yeah, I I still think Hamill's
1: performance we didn't really talk about too much uh, was great. Pause just for a second. I want to go back to that. I don't think I've ever really put that together. Every time Ray says her last name is Skywalker, I feel like she's adapting that name because of her relationship with Luke Mm -hmm. and how she now is carrying on the name of the two of them. But I never thought of it as like she found family in Carrie, not just or Carrie Leia being her master, but also her mother. Well, yeah, that's how I see it for sure. Yeah. so she takes the name she takes the name Skywalker because she has no other family. And the closest thing she ever had to were, a mom and a dad. Well, also who were her two masters? I know that's, that's a little weird because they're the brother and sister, but hey, they've kissed multiple but, times. <laughs> hey,
0: but who were their? Who were her two masters? Leia and Luke. So it it was the ultimate tribute to
1: both. But, of them. but but right. But but that's what I'm saying is I think I've always associated it with the Jedi side of it and not the. The I'm a kid who doesn't have parents, I think it's and all, this person is watching. It's all in the stew. It's all in that I, stew. I, I feel that way. Yeah. I just, I guess I've never really put that together so much that Ray would be taking that name because her adoptive mother. It, that's well, that, her name I, but I yeah
0: i don't want to get too far into think. that because i know people get you know people still don't like ray skywalker that like the name like how dare they call her ray skywalker it's like all right but like relax dude when the fig- action figures come out and the movie comes out like you're still gonna be crying about it like come on but um i i don't get the people who are who are like how, how did she not take the name solo i'm like why would she take the name solo like o- over
1: skywalker that i'm just gonna leave that there but anyway um i or i guess in the argument i was just having organa also but 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 back Skywalker, to
0: back to uh Hamill's performance uh my last point i guess on this uh a plus i i think he did such a good job in the last jedi that it added a dimension to luke skywalker and uh because human beings are different in different points in their lives, so it makes sense for maybe Luke to be a bit different, and he's past his prime, he's maybe a little bit more jaded about things um and he finds his way back. But just the performance alone by Mark Hamill, I think was so good that that will help it age well too, uh whereas again, you know, I don't want to cite specific examples because I know people like different things, but I don't know, like like. I thought they did a good job bringing Rocky back for Rocky Balboa. Uh, I even thought they did a good job with him in Creed. But then, like, he's in the, the one after that. And then it, then it starts becoming the, oh, there's Rocky, everybody. Everybody applaud. There's Rocky. There he is. And they didn't do that with Luke. Um, and they could have. And Mark Hamill could have given a very surface, just not heart in it performance, you know, with some campiness, he really gave it a lot. Like in that director in the Jedi, he's brought to tears several times, like giving a lot into his performance and his moments with Frank Oz, all of it. Like just watching the director in the Jedi again, which I I need to again, but watch it again for, for our listeners. If, if, uh, if you're down for that and see what, what this dude put into that performance. Uh, It's just so I don't want to say surprising because I think Mark Hamill loves Luke so much and he respects George so much that he wouldn't want to tarnish the legacy of the franchise. Even if he vehemently disagree with Ryan's approach, he gave it his all and he did such a good job. And I, I think that's another, uh, added element to why the third arc or the final arc or the end of Luke Skywalker's story, uh, will, will stand the test of time. And maybe even in the light of some people, uh, they'll warm up to it.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have anything else on this? I, You know, earlier we were talking about Mark Hamill and his opinion on it too. And I I, I know we've said a hundred times on this show before that, man, how different it would have been if Mark Hamill liked it, like totally got it. I know. Like the way Ryan sees it, you know? and was like really into it and was like um saying guys we took we took this character and did things that i didn't think we were gonna do but it's great like <clears throat> whoa how different you know and it's like i almost feel like he, he like i don't know what percentage but it I feels like a big chunk of like the way that we see it today is because Mark Hamill himself sees it that way and has like backed up. That is very valid. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that it, it stinks that he isn't on the same page um and you know he's allowed to be i was thinking earlier about that and and the analogy I, I came up with is like a 70s or 80s rock star that's like looking at like these new bands and they're like they're not rock stars and then then they this is a rock star and they kick over like you know the the plant and they walk out of the room or whatever um, and I'm like, you know, people, people just do things differently today, but people who are listening to the music of today are absolutely going to look at these specific people and say, those guys are rock stars, you know, like, yeah. and and that's going to give it and, and to, to be someone from an older age and say, the new generation is doing it wrong. That's typical. It just, mm-hmm. oh man, it's kind of a bummer. You know, it's like, yeah. I wish, I wish Mark Hamill would have been like, to this day, Last Jedi, best Star Wars movie I ever did. You know, I like. I was so glad. I loved what we did Would with have been the character. It changes everything, you know, and about the character. And I'm so glad I got to be so, a part of it. And you know, I just it it so let me, ask you me this. out that he's not
0: part of it. Let me ask you this then: What impact does that have in 30, 40 years uh, when Mark Hamill is one with the Force? You know, he'd be 110 or whatever, but. I hope he lives to 110. But if he doesn't, okay. are are the comments he made during The Last Jedi or the comments he made during the interviews about how he didn't agree and you know everything we hear from people off the record about how him and his wife were like just really did not like it at all? Um, are those gonna still be around? And are those gonna be things that people bring up, or is that gonna fade too, which will lend itself to like your point? that's no not a part of the equation as to why people don't like it in years to come maybe even a
1: generation after this one i mean i definitely think that people who were there who saw that happen will they'll pass as well and so like that will be lost and it will fall back into this thing of like I've seen the interviews where George Lucas said he had it all planned out, and I've seen the interviews where he said he didn't have it planned out. Or the misconception could, that Alec
0: Guinness hated Star Wars. It a further, couldn't right. be further
1: from the truth. Yeah. It's just like some of that stuff, like I know there's there's video evidence of people saying certain things, but at the end of the day, I think we sort of um, – we sort of just assume the best out of people because there's absolutely interviews, uh, or there's video evidence of Mark Hamill saying, and of course I was wrong. Ryan's story's great and stuff, (laughs) but it just, it doesn't, it's like we, I, I think because we're in the moment and, and just sort of like public, um, mob mentalities we just sort of come to this conclusion that that, that the opposite of that is true and we believe that the opposite of that is true I do too that Mark Hamill didn't like the character and that's fine but I think like when you when you get away from when when it was happening in our emotions of when he said this and that and you just get down to like videos of when he said this and when he said that and similar to George Lucas like I wasn't there when he was saying these things in the 80s and 90s you know so, yeah, I mean, I was, but I was alive, but I wasn't, like, paying attention. I see it now just sort of um, as cataloged stories. Um, I I, th- I think you're right. I think, like, we're just going to look at that and we're going to be like, I think at the end of the day, he may or may not have liked the character, but it the, the character, the story is what it is. And people are just going to draw their conclusions based on how they feel about the story and less about what the actor who played it, Thought or the director or the writer or whatever. <laughs> you know, it's just the story is the story. Yeah. And I think as we've examined or discussed, at least in this discussion, um, and that we both tend to think that it will lean positive. One last thought to just
0: throw out there just to either drive people crazy or give them something to think about. If Ryan Johnson does end up coming back and making something oh. for Star Wars hey. and he crushes it, that might change things too. But um all right. So I I hope everyone enjoyed this discussion. Um we'll definitely touch on it more as uh time moves on because that's the point of it is how well will this age. Um but as of 2023 still quite divisive uh, amongst people and not just, you know, Star Wars fans who are diehards in the bubble, but you know, your casual fans who you talk to who like Star Wars. It's they're still pretty torn by that movie and what uh, Luke's story was, but we hope you enjoyed this discussion and you're not uh, divisive or divisive about that. Um, But thank you to everybody for listening and watching, being a part of what we got going on here at TRB. We hope you enjoyed the show Um, again. Remember uh, at Lacey Gillerin, hit up Lacey uh, on social media. Uh, She'll be back when she's back. But uh, uh, for me, um, I'm at Johnny Hoey and James. You are at. I'm, I'm gonna. It's is it Myra Trunks, with an M. Yes. All right, get James. Do you in. not know? I I know. <laughs> I know. We what we're on episode six hundred and six thousand and five million. I think I know. Yeah. now. Uh, yeah. So James at M I R A H Trunks on social media apps. Uh, special thank you to our patrons, Patreon.com/slash Resistance Broadcast. James talked about it at the top. You can get on the show. All you have to do is join us at our first tier uh, at the major level, five bucks a month. Boom. You are making topics. You're on the show. Shout outs, all that and uh, and more. So go check out patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If you can support us, please do. It helps us out a big deal. Thank you. Uh, and we have to give a special shout out to our generals and spice runners. Uh, General Carmelo, John Reese, Jenna Rosewater, Frank Grande, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Romori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Sneaky Zebra, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi, DiMaggio, Diana, and Dave Hornack. Awesome. Diana just told Diana just told me she's also going to go see Pantera in our hometown, so that's pretty cool. Really? Yeah. I'm going to see them in MSG. I'm pumped. Uh, our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers. Love you, Jeremy. Michael Fry and the Fort Worthian. And all of our patrons, all of our listeners, everybody in the base, however you like, TRB, support TRB, listen, thank you all so, so much. Uh, James, we will not, I mean, we'll probably do something Wednesday night. We haven't really talked about this, but we'll probably have to do something before Thanksgiving this week. That's what we usually do anyway. Oh, I didn't even consider that. Yeah, are you free Wednesday?
1: (laughs) We'll figure it out.
0: We'll figure <laughs> it out. But either way, James I and I so. will we'll see have to you. Yeah. James and I will see you on the next episode very soon of the Resistance broadcast. So uh, enjoy your weeks. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you all soon. And until next time, we'll see you around,
1: kids.